For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Hey, before we get into our LinkedIn virtual event segment with Michaela Alexis, we'd like you to know that Social Media Examiner just released its 12th annual social media marketing study, and we surveyed more than 5,200 marketers on how they are using all of the major platforms, organic and paid social activities, video marketing, and much more. And you can download and get the 2020 Social Media Marketing Industry Report. It's available and free to download until May 31st. So you can find it at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash report 2020. That's socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash report 2020. We'd love for you guys to go check that out. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeff C. I'm Grace Duffy. And we are excited to be joined today by Michaela Alexis, and we're going to be exploring LinkedIn live streaming for virtual events and LinkedIn polls. And later in the show, we'll be joined by Instagram marketing expert Tyler J. McCall to discuss some new business tools rolling out to Instagram. If you don't know who Michaela is, she is a LinkedIn expert and LinkedIn creator who helps businesses master their LinkedIn presence. She's a LinkedIn trainer, professional speaker, and co-author of the book, Think Video, Smart Video Marketing and Influencing. Michaela, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show today. Thanks so much for having me. And and you guys know, I always bring on a fun mug. So I was like going through all my covers to try and find one that you guys would enjoy. And I think we all need this today. If you've had a bad week, how can you have a bad week when you have a smiling whale oh, mug? Oh, I right? feel so much better. Yeah. For you guys listening on the podcast, it is a smiling whale mug. <laughs> that, mug is, that is a whale. And it's it is so smiling. cute. And, and everybody's face just lit up. I mean, Grace just is smiling ear to ear. So very, very cool. So Grace, talk about some of this new news for uh, LinkedIn. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, so LinkedIn virtual events rolled out this week. So uh, LinkedIn accelerated its product roadmap to bring users a tighter integration between LinkedIn events and LinkedIn Live. So they're combining these two features into a new virtual events platform. And the idea, of course, is for uh, members to be able to create and broadcast live video events within the LinkedIn platform. This, of course, is both timely and useful as businesses are trying to move from having in-person conferences to virtual events. And this is a way to do that online and at scale. Well, you know, very much, at least that's the hope, right? So let's talk about the first part of this, which is the LinkedIn events side of the news. So LinkedIn events, if you don't know, works just like Facebook events. There's a place where you can put in your name and description, a date and time. Uh, you can also link to a location, uh, ticketing information. And then also there is private and public options for that. So Michaela, when you were on the show, 
last time. It was October, and I believe you had a llama corn mug at the time. I have that <laughs> actually documented somewhere. So we talked about events initially rolling out, and at the time we talked about its limitations. So the first one was that only personal profiles and not company profiles were able yes. to create events. But that has since changed. I did some digging, and it looks like we have it at least at Social Media Examiner where we can create events. The other big thing was that once you did create an event, you could only broadcast it, announce it, invite people that were your first degree connections. So there's really no way to promote your event outside of your immediate organic reach on LinkedIn. So, of course, this makes it a little bit difficult when you're trying to hold or at least replace these in-person conferences. I know for social media marketing world, we have thousands of people, all of which are not my personal contacts. So if I was to promote it, like what is a way to drive engagement or buzz for your event beyond your organic reach on LinkedIn? Yeah, that's a big question. You know, this kind of confused me a little bit because I have seen this feature come out and yet I've seen a lot of reports that this is like a seamless integration between LinkedIn events and LinkedIn Live. And if you've seen this, you, it might be confusing to you too because it really isn't an exact integration between the two of them, but it is such a step up. And I, I mean, kudos to LinkedIn for moving so quickly you know, watching all of these companies trying to scramble and take their trainings and taking their products and services online and trying to figure out a solution for them. So, I, you know, for me, it's absolutely great because I've been spending so much time focused on LinkedIn pages. And now to be able to have the events feature, it's awesome. Um, there definitely are some limitations. I mean, number one is that you still need to have LinkedIn Live access to be able to broadcast into the event. So that's that's the first thing. I mean, it's still invite-only basis. I still don't have access. I actually asked LinkedIn, and, and because I have access on my personal profile, they've kind of requested that I use that instead of my company page. So that is still a barrier. That said, I have actually been using the events feature for my um, upcoming virtual workshops, and they're great. One of the best things about them is the fact that when you create the event, you can invite your first-degree connections from what I've seen, you can invite up to 500 uh, connections at a time. Now, I haven't tried to in, kind of do 500 and then invite another 500 in the same day. But I do know at least daily you can invite 500 people at a time. One thing that's kind of weird about the events feature is the fact that you can't invite your followers for the event, the only thing that you can really do is share the event onto your company page and then hope people will kind of click on the link, which isn't very pretty, um, and then follow it that way. So there's been a little bit of like miscommunication in that sense. It's also kind of hard to find the events if you go to the company page, but it's still really great when you, you know, if you have kind of like an integration between your professional page and then your, your, um, your network to be able to filter through, find people that are in specific positions and specific locations and invite them to um, attend the event. Um, that's great. You can also uh, host discussions within the event itself. So you can ask questions. I'm about to, after this, because I'm running a workshop this afternoon, I'll go in and kind of show behind the scenes of the prep. I'll probably use my event to kind of talk about what we focus on during the workshop. So it's a really great way to nurture relationships before, during, and after an event. But I just wish that there was a little bit more integration between 
the followers that you have on a mm. company page and the events that you're hosting. And I haven't seen that yet. And again, that limitation of not everybody has access to LinkedIn Live means that it's not necessarily a new virtual events tool. It means that if you have access to LinkedIn Live, then you can kind of integrate both of them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So like not everyone has access yeah. to LinkedIn Live. Very so- few. Yeah, very few. So, and one of our commenters in uh, Lottie Hearn, she's actually in Ireland. They don't even have LinkedIn Live rolled out to their country. So how do you, one, I guess everyone's asking, how do you get LinkedIn Live? Let's let's ask that one. (laughs) So it's invite only. I mean, I like to skip the the line and try to work around the rules. So I'll find a (laughs) contact on LinkedIn and be like, hey, you look like you're somebody that could help me maybe do this thing and kind of pitch myself that way. Or you do what normal people do, the application process. This is a thing. There's a couple of things that they're looking for. They're looking for smaller companies. So for myself, just so that people know, because this is like insider information that I'm about to tell you, I am not able to use LinkedIn Live yet because my network, my personal network as an admin is too large. Mm. I don't know how they correlate, but it's a thing. Um, and the same issue was happening with LinkedIn Live previously. So they actually invited people with up to 10,000 followers and up to 30,000 and then opened it up kind of wider beyond that. So the same thing is probably going to be true for LinkedIn pages. They're going to look for companies that are kind of within their sweet spot. So maybe I'm not sure what the exact number is, but a few thousand followers, you know, big enough that it's going to make an impact, but not too big that everything's going to fall apart. Right. Um, so if you have a company page that has, you know, 500 to 500,000 to a million followers, it's probably going to take a little while for you to get access. But make sure that you're including, you know, what what's your show going to be about? Because they don't want companies to go on, use LinkedIn Live, not really have a plan, just kind of go live and, and not really provide any value for their followers and then followers kind of associate the non-value with the tool. So they're looking for companies that are going to have a series of content that they're creating. You know, are you going to create a series that's a daily thing? Is it going to be a weekly thing? Is it going to be a monthly thing? But they want to have some sort of consistency so that they can really measure the results of the, the beta test. So make sure that you're really clear about okay, this is what we want to talk about. These are the people that we want to serve. And this is the number of times that we plan to broadcast. Very yeah, good think, insight. And, and for, just for example, so I applied like once a month for like three or four months. I mean, I would do it all the time before I eventually yeah. got access. And I think what you're saying on lower numbers. And also I did yeah. have some friends who had had it before. I'm like, hey, if you know somebody, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. do the like, hey, can you get me in kind of thing. So I think that helped too. <laughs> so I know you're excited about getting LinkedIn live. So what is the benefit of going live versus uploading native video? Because I know a lot we can do, most people can, you know, they can upload video, but it's this live thing. So what's so great about that? So from what I've heard from companies that are using it, the engagement is much higher. It's a lot more personal. Here's the thing is that it's a new feature. And so the same thing was happening with LinkedIn Live in the beginning. You know, I would use a live feature as a beta tester and my engagement just skyrocketed. Right. It was massive. Now that they, and, you know, enough people have seen it and people are kind of less curious about it. It's been around for, what, a year, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit more than that. 
the novelty factor has kind of died down. And so now you're seeing the engagement level that's a little bit lower, actually probably a lot lower than it was in the beginning. And so the same thing is probably going to be true for companies. So if you are one of the lucky few that are getting beta um, access to this feature, you're probably going to see sky high engagement. But again, it goes back to have a plan, have a strategy, Mm -hmm. because once things die down, maybe they do a global rollout you still want to retain the the attention of your community. And I've seen some companies that have done a really great job with LinkedIn Live. One of my favorites, Gong, they did, I think it was 21 days of swagness for Christmas. Mm. And what they did is really cool. So they would go live for a few minutes and they made it like a game show. So they would have a trivia. They would throw up the trivia. They would say, choose an answer. Which one do you think it is? And then comment below. So that was a really great way of kind of building community, kind of forcing people to watch the entire video, which is only a few minutes and then continue to engage. And that's one of the problems with LinkedIn live is that People are really engaged while you're broadcasting live, Mm -hmm. but we need to also find ways to kind of nurture those relationships after the fact. So finding, you know, a call to action, whether it's comment below or watch the full video for Mm -hmm. a chance to win something. Um, I know Gong, one of their um, strategies is if they're going live for uh, 45 minutes to an hour at 15 minute increments, they will give away a t-shirt or they'll give away right. a book or they'll right. give away something just to retain that, that, um, attention. So I think they've done a really great job at that. I know ad week is, um, doing, what is it? I'm with the brand, right? Mm-hmm. Best name, right. For live <laughs> right. sessions, but they do it weekly. Right. They bring on an expert and they're all about that interview style and people are loving that. So there's all sorts of different ways that you can use it. Uh, I know Microsoft has done a phenomenal job with LinkedIn live sessions. And what they do is that they have these live events that yes, there's some people that can attend, but there's a whole bunch of us that can't afford (laughs) the tickets to sit there, but we want to be part of the action. And so they'll roll out LinkedIn live sessions that are two plus hours long. Good grief. (laughs) But the intention is to make the follower feel like they're part of the action. And so that's what I think is really cool about live video is that Mm -hmm. I'm seeing success happen, whether you're going live for a couple minutes or, you know, going live multiple times a day or doing two hour sessions, kind of depending on what is um, the expectation of the person watching. So uh, a couple of things I wanted to bring up. One of the things I think is really cool, they have some really good stats for when you do do a live video. And the other thing is, uh, I'm hoping they bring this up. You talked about engagement and giving some, you know, like having those contests where they'll wait and watch the whole thing. I can't wait till they're able to bring on comments because that's the big downfall right now is not being able to pull up comments on the screen like we're here, we're able to do on Facebook. Facebook and other other platforms. One of the stats that Grace grabbed for us when she's uh, producing the show, it's a great stat. They were saying, you know, the benefit of going live versus uploading uh, on LinkedIn. And uh, per LinkedIn, they say LinkedIn Live is seeing 23 times more comments per post and six times reactions per post than native video. So that's a great way, like you were mentioned, uh, Michaela, of uh, really building that engagement. So let's talk real quick for people because we've got a lot of questions about why can't, uh, Sean goes, why can't I do live on LinkedIn? And so, Let's and what, start a revolution, right? Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people right here, people. I felt right your pain. Here. I did. I felt it. Um, so, and the other question.
questions was, is LinkedIn Live tied, you know, is it easier to get it? I can't remember who asked this earlier, but um, she goes, is it easier to get live before a page or a profile? Do you know any? Ooh. So that's Good a question. Yeah. I, again, it goes down to what's their criteria, mm-hmm. right? For your profile, what kind of, um, you know, audience group are they looking for? You know, are they looking for people that are super active on LinkedIn? Right. Pages. I mean, I'm all for pages because I really think that what's great about pages is unlike personal brands mm-hmm. where people might be following you because you know you work together at a pizza joint when you're 16 and right. you're old bosses right. you don't know why they're connected to you right versus a company page where people are following your page because of you know i'm assuming that they put up their hand saying i'm right. interested in your products and services so the content that you create you know that it's hyper targeted mm-hmm. right so if I had a choice between the two, I would probably prefer to go live on my company page just because I would know what kind of content those people are looking for. Gotcha. So let's say the heavens have opened and you have LinkedIn Live and you have this new LinkedIn event. So what happens to the live yeah. once that it's over, when it's inside the event? What sure. what is it? What happens to it then? So a couple things. You know, I need to sign up for some company events and see what actually happens when they go live on LinkedIn specifically, because I do use the event feature, but I have an external link. So I don't know what those notifications look like. But what I've seen is that for if you have LinkedIn Live and you have LinkedIn events, what ends up happening is right before the event, they will send a notification to anybody that has chosen to attend, has marked attending the event. So you have the choice to either broadcast to attendees if you want to make it more exclusive, like a red carpet sort of thing, or you can uh, broadcast to all of your followers. I really, really like the idea of forcing people to put up their hand and say, I'm attending. Very cool. And then kind of serving them kind of directly in this portal, um, because then you're really able to create that community sort of feel. And you're also able to have that kind of stream all in one place. One thing that I haven't seen anybody talking about, though, and this to me is super important and actually kind of a bigger deal for companies than LinkedIn Live and events Mm -hmm. is kind of combined with those is the fact that now they have a video portal on your company page. So if you go to a company page, now you can actually see like their most recent video. And if you click on see more, you can see all everything that they posted, you know, the on-demand videos and the LinkedIn live streams in one place. And I think that's a fantastic new feature for companies because, you know, before, if you're trying to find a video or a live stream, you really had to kind of dig through the content to try and find it. So that's definitely going to help for those companies that are looking for engagement after the fact. Very cool. Absolutely. I want to pull up a comment from Jim. He said, you can't share outside of the event. Marissa and I experimented with it yesterday. So thanks, Jim, for bringing that to our attention. I appreciate you testing that because I know he was one of the first people. I think he helped me maybe a little bit get, get LinkedIn Live. <laughs> Not going to give him all the props, but I think he did. But, um, <laughs> he's going yeah. to get so many. I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Oh, I just said so. <laughs> but no, he helped me. He helped me get set up and figure out what to use. That's one of the things. So it, it, to go live on LinkedIn, we want to make sure it's clear that you don't go inside of LinkedIn and do it. It's a third party exactly. tool. You've yeah. got to use 
uh, like Wirecast, StreamYard, and some of the other ones to be able to do that. So it's still yeah. third party. It's it's kind I, of a you know I, I I hope that LinkedIn will come out with especially when it comes to pages some more easy to use uh, features because a lot of the companies are small businesses. So right. a lot of like the tools that they're bringing out, even with this, well you can stream live, and all you have to do is get somebody to moderate all of your comments because you're using a third party tool, but. You know, when I think about small to medium sized businesses, a lot of them don't have multiple people <laughs> that can mm -hmm. sit within a live stream and right. moderate comments. Right. And so I hope that they'll make it a little bit more simple and more seamless so that, you know, if a small business owner wants to go live, they're going to be able to do so and manage it on their own. Gotcha. Very cool. And again, this just rolled out this week, so I haven't seen many companies try it out yet. But if anyone in our audience has uh, has done a LinkedIn Live and an event, we definitely want to hear from you. So before we move on to the next topic, I wanted to mention that LinkedIn actually published an activation playbook. It's called How to Organize Your First Virtual Event on LinkedIn. And you can find that at business.linkedin.com. And it's called Virtual Events on LinkedIn. We will have a link to it in our article that publishes on Saturday, the show notes for the show. So again, LinkedIn did publish a guide on how to get started. So I'm sure a lot of the questions we're seeing here in the comments will probably be answered in that guide. Mm -hmm. um, this week, LinkedIn also debuted a new polling feature. So this is at native LinkedIn polls that provide members a quick and easy way to and fun, fully virtual and fun way to get feedback from their network. And it's very easy. You just create a poll, type in questions. You can have up to four answers and you can keep those polls up for 24 hours or up to two weeks. So it looks like this is gradually rolling out globally. And they said that it is on mobile and on desktop. So we should be seeing it. If not now, then in the next few weeks. Uh, Michaela, do you know of who has had polls? Have you seen this active on the site? I know there was some. Oh, I've seen a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> a lot. People okay. are going buck wild with the polls on LinkedIn right now. I'm kind of bummed. I'm having a little bit of uh, feature FOMO because I'm Canadian. So we tend to get things things. Usually the rollout happens starting with the U.S. It will kind of expand to North America and then go global when it comes to LinkedIn features. So I'm waiting patiently for this. A couple of things that I have noticed, because um, I heard about this feature a few weeks ago, somebody was sleuthing and they found this behind the scenes. A lot of people are sharing polls, but there's no context. And they're great. I think polls are fantastic. And what I really love about it is that a lot of people on LinkedIn, they might not use other social media platforms. They might not be mm -hmm. well-versed in Facebook and all the things. So I think this is a really great way to help people learn how to listen better and how to engage a little <laughs> bit better. I think polls are awesome for that. But I'm seeing a lot of people just doing straight polls for no reason, not really caring about the answer. You're able to put the poll within um, an update on LinkedIn. So what I would be doing is using all of the other features that are available. So you can also add hashtags. You can add more context to the poll. So my advice for anybody that does have access to this tool right now, take the time, use the other tools that are available so that it shows up in the right news feeds and add a little bit more context to prompt people to actually share their opinion. So, Michaela, how do you know if you have the polls feature or not? Because some things are kind of hard to find on LinkedIn. From what I've heard, all you should have to do is just go to um, create a post and it should be one of the options available. Like I said, I still don't have it available <laughs> on mine. 
So I'm just waiting patiently, but I have seen other people using it and they've kind of given me a screenshot of what it should look like. And it should be as soon as you open up to create a brand new post, that's one of the options available. So uh, Andrew says, yes, he's seen the polls a few times today here in Europe. Thank you, Andrew. In Europe. Yeah. For let, that's pretty cool. So we're letting us yeah. know. And we're glad to bring that up on the show. So um, Michaela, I know you're pressed for time. you got all this stuff. You're doing more training. So where can people find out more about you? Definitely my company page. I'm obsessed with how companies are using LinkedIn pages. I'm actually going to be doing some training in the Social Media Marketing Society next week. Yeah. So and I'm using all new kind of research and examples from companies that are just absolutely crushing it on LinkedIn that you might not even know that they're crushing it. And so follow my LinkedIn page if you want to learn more about how you can use LinkedIn as a business. And that could be personal branding, company pages, how to combine the two. Um, I have all sorts of free um, resources there or my on my website at um, nickalexis.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Once again, it's just uh, so much fun to have you on the show and I love all the information you give us on LinkedIn and we will see you next time. Thanks so much for coming today. Thank you, Michaela. Bye. Bye. All right, Grace. Next up, we have Tyler J. McCall, who will be talking to us about some new Instagram business tools. But before we get him on, we wanted to remind you that 2020 Social Media Marketing Industry Report is now free to download until May 31st, chock full of insights on things like how marketers are planning to use all of the major platforms, what channels are most popular when it comes to things like, I don't know, live video. (laughs) And then... uh, which ad platforms, of course, we all want to know about ads are performing the best. So again, you can find that at social media examiner forward slash report 2020. And without further ado, we have Mr. Tyler J. McCall yes, here with us. It's so exciting. To, yeah, it's great to see Good, you. Thanks. So if you guys don't know who Tyler is, he is an Instagram marketing expert focusing on helping online business owners and digital entrepreneurs grow their brands using Instagram. He's the founder of Follower to Fan Society and on online Instagram marketing training program and of the Online Business Association, the first and only professional association for online business owners and digital entrepreneurs. He also hosts the Online Business Show, a podcast for learning how to start, grow, and scale a digital business. Tyler, thank you so much for coming back to the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It feels like a lifetime since I was here last. So I'm glad we were finally able to make it work. I know. It's Absolutely. great. Absolutely. No, we are so thrilled to have you on. And I we saw all of these uh, Instagram tools for businesses. And it sounds like you're involved in a lot of online business stuff, yeah. Tyler. So <laughs> you are the perfect guest to have on these topics. So this past week, Instagram announced a series of updates aimed at helping businesses better manage their presence on Instagram. The first one is, of course, the ability to quickly filter negative comments in bulk, as well as highlight some of the positive ones. And then they're also adding new controls on managing who can tag you or mention you in their stories or in their posts on Instagram. But let's talk about these comment moderation tools. They're definitely the ones that I think pique the most interest among marketers. So all of the images from Instagram show the ability to delete up to 25 comments at once. This is rolling out to iOS and Android, sorry, so mobile, yay. We've been hearing a lot lately, especially on the show, about Instagram moving a lot of its services over to desktop, a lot of their functionality. So last few weeks, we had Peg Fitzpatrick on, and she talked to us about direct messages and 
I believe it was Instagram live video viewing yeah. on desktop. Mm-hmm. Do you know if these comment management tools are also transitioning to the desktop where marketing managers can tend to want to manage things? <laughs> you mean uh, marketing managers and entrepreneurs don't want to spend their whole life on their phones? Tiny screen. Tiny yeah, screen. Yeah, I know, right? So many I, comments. <laughs> I know. It's a lot. And I suffer from like chubby thumb disease myself. So it gets a little overwhelming. <laughs> but I'm not seeing this feature on desktop yet. I would hope that this would be one of those things that Instagram perfects on mobile before rolling it out to desktop like they tend to do with many of their features. But I did peek on a few accounts that I have this morning and all accounts did have this new functionality for bulk deletion of comments. So it looks like the feature has been rolled out, at least here in the U.S., but not seeing it on desktop quite yet. But hopefully it will make its way there eventually. Cool. So Instagram also announced that it's testing these pinned comments, which I think is a cool yeah. way as a way to set kind of the, they were saying it's a way to set the tone for like uh, the account and way to kind of engage with community. Do you know if there's any details on who is testing this tool or how to get access to it? What's all about access today for some reason? We all want stuff. So <laughs> have you seen this on, on your or your clients accounts? I've not seen it on any of my accounts. My clients aren't seeing it on their accounts mm. quite yet. Look, I mean, this is part of Instagram's broader play to make the platform more of a safe place, you know, especially for influencers, for younger users who are maybe prone to a bit more abuse or harassment on the platform. So I feel like when this feature does roll out, this may be one of those things that we see for business and creator accounts before oh, okay. we see it for traditional personal accounts. If we ever even see it on personal accounts. You know, Instagram has really drawn a line in the sand over the past few years of making features really only available to those that opt in for the business or creator profile. So I would almost imagine this would be uh, rolled out to those profiles before anyone else. I could especially see creators having access to this before anyone else. Influencers on the platform with hundreds of thousands, millions of followers who are navigating some of the content. I could see it rolling out there before anyone else. Do you know if these are available on live videos on Instagram, like I, these commenting tools. Yeah, I'm not seeing them on any live video. You know, it looks like the only thing we can still really do in terms of live is we can pin our own comment as the creator of the live video. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you all have seen or folks who are watching have seen that. I don't. You cannot open up Instagram right now since COVID nineteen has started without someone being live. Right, right, um, like twenty four seven, someone is live on Instagram, and there's been a lot of feedback. I've been following along uh, on Twitter, in particular, folks who are messaging the CEO of Instagram and saying, "Can we get some updates to Instagram Live? Can we get some more moderation features? Can we even have the option, like we do when we're watching a Facebook Live on mobile, to swipe over and hide the comments so they're not crowding the screen?" So hopefully, we get those updates eventually, but not seeing any major updates to live video yet with the exception of now being able to share your Instagram live videos directly to IGTV, which is a very welcome and very exciting update. So I want to circle back to, you know, this pin comment thing. And and what Instagram said, it's like, it's going to set the tone for the account, engage with their community. What does that mean? So how can like, you know, creators, like you were kind of speculating that they'll get it first. How will that really help them engage with their community? What, What do they mean by that? I see it as a great way for creators to let their community know this is the expectation of you as a follower. If you want to engage here and if you want to comment here, this is the kind of content that we will be highlighting as this brand or this creator on this platform. And if you want to continue being a part of this community, this is the kind of content we expect. Now, will it be used that way? Will that stop the trolls and the haters and the the negative commenting? 
it won't. But, you know, I think if anything, this is just Instagram again, taking that step to, to kind of like draw that line in the sand about what it means to be on the platform to prevent bullying and to create a more positive atmosphere for their users. Yeah, you mentioned bullying. And this is kind of this next part, you know, it, uh, the ability to choose who tags you or mentions you on your posts. And Instagram said that these are controls that allow you to choose whether you want everyone or only people you follow <laughs> or no one to be able to tag you or mention you in the comment, caption or story. And you specialize like on online business owners and op- entrepreneurs who, you know, to help them grow their brand through their Instagram presence. So walk us through maybe a strategy on using this for business clients, because I think this is a really powerful tool. Yeah, I think it's really important across the board. And some folks who are watching may totally disagree with me, and that is okay. (laughs) But I think it's really important that if you are a brand or business on Instagram, that you make yourself as available as possible to potential customers and clients. So that means that you allow people to tag you in content. If you run into a situation, which we sometimes run into on Instagram, where people are using growth tactics or engagement tactics right. and strategies that aren't that effective, where they're mass tagging people in comments, mass mm-hmm. tagging people in posts, that's a great opportunity to either block that user or use the newer restrict feature that Instagram has introduced, right. or someone can still follow you, but you can actually restrict that individual account's engagement with your profile. That account's comments would only be viewable by you and that account creator, not by other users. So there are some other features you can use, but I think across the board, brands need to be available on the platform. That means that, you know, don't turn off the DM functionality on Instagram stories unless you get to a place where you have so many followers and you get so many direct messages, you can't handle it anymore. A lot of folks just don't want to deal with DMs on Instagram. And I'm telling you right now, you are (laughs) missing out on so much opportunity to connect with potential customers, to create opportunities for collaboration. So across the board, brands and businesses, make yourself available. I will say the one area where I think it is smart for brands to be a little more thoughtful about this control is within the actual tagging in a post setting. So you know how folks uh, can tag you in an actual photo or video that they post on the feed. I am a fan of setting that to an approval only setting. You have three options there. You can allow tagging unlimited. You can set it where you have to approve it as the person that's tagged, or you can turn it off completely. I do like having that feature set up where you do have to approve it um, because goodness knows what people are tagging you in. Right. And you just want to make sure you're being right. mindful of what your brand is being associated with. But otherwise, I think this feature in particular is really for folks who um, may be dealing with some kind of uh, hate or trolling online or folks that may find themselves, unfortunately, in a situation where they have some content or a post or something about them goes viral or people start learning their name or information about them and they start getting blasted on Instagram. It's kind of a great uh, safety switch to just turn off all the tagging, all the mentioning, all the commenting. So it allows you to maintain your account. So kind of like if you're, if you're under attack or something like that, that'd be a good time to, you know, (laughs) because, you know, I've known some influencer friends who've been like somebody did something and it's like this massive, like, DOS attack or something. And they're just, this will be a nice feature being like, just, okay, I'm turning it off. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And you can toggle back and forth, right? So you can allow it from some and another. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to get off a plane and be like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) None of us are getting on a plane anytime soon, but you know, take a nap. What if you took a nap? (laughs) Whatever we do these days, right? (laughs) (laughs) So Instagram also rolled out uh, some new tools for helping support small local businesses. And one of those is a sticker in stories. It allows users, just any user to 
tag a business page in their Instagram stories. And along with other uh, Instagram stickers that they've rolled out recently, there will be a special dedicated story at the top of your Instagram feed, which will collect a whole bunch of these, right? A whole bunch of these. So you can see how other companies are being tagged in um, posts. But the most interesting and coolest thing about these, and this was shown in the images that Instagram released, is that when you tag one of these small local businesses, it appears that Instagram will also pop up three images uh, pulled from that brand's account within the sticker. So uh, we have here a screenshot for our live audience viewers. So you have, you see where it has the business called the Lucky Shrub, which is very cute. And then it has three images, presumably from their feed of the shrubberies that they sell. They're actually succulents, but you know. <laughs> so what are you telling clients to do in order to capitalize on this new feature and to prepare? And how should businesses be preparing for this? Because it looks like your account will be on display. Yeah. <laughs> Any I, random time. <laughs> no, I love this feature. I've been really impressed with Instagram and not just kind of, I'm an Instagram fanboy, but <laughs> really impressed with Instagram and honestly, Facebook in its entirety since COVID-19 has uh, really happened because they have stepped up in a way that other platforms haven't to really serve their users in particular business owners. And this is just another one of those features, one of those really quick things that Instagram has done. What I'm noticing is that those uh, three images that end up in the sticker when the research I did this morning, my little test, my little test project this morning, it looks like those images are coming from the most recent nine posts in the feed. And it looks like it's the sticker is selecting the three most engaged with posts from the latest top nine post on Instagram. Now, folks who are who are watching or maybe listening, you may find that it is looking a little bit different for you. If so, let me know so I know <laughs> where those images are coming from. But that's what it looked like for me. I, I did test it on several accounts this morning. I love this feature. I think one of the biggest opportunities for brands and businesses is just to make sure you're paying attention when folks are posting that and mentioning you and that you're following up with them in a direct message. A simple thank you to a customer, client, or follower, just thanking them for sharing your content, for sharing your brand with their community goes an incredibly long way, especially in times like this. So that's the simplest thing that you can do. There's so many other things you can do. Could you maybe host a giveaway or promo this uh, week for everyone that shares your business using this uh, support businesses sticker. Uh, could you offer some kind of special discount where if they use that sticker, you direct message, message them a code for free shipping or for a, a deal off a curbside pickup order at your restaurant or store or whatever it may be. Lots of really cool ways that you can leverage the sticker, but I, I love this. I love how Instagram keeps showing up and supporting businesses right now. So yeah, I know you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, that to DM and you're talking to businesses that your business is helping businesses. So yeah. you mentioned DMs. So what are some other creative ways like that brands can show some love back? Would you, instead of just make, maybe doing a, a text message back, would you send them like a personalized video? What are some things totally. that you've shown your, your clients that really like show those people who give you that love with a sticker, some love back? Yeah, definitely. Sending a video back. Uh, we all know video is incredibly effective. I mean, look at us right now. Uh, it's such a great way. So sending a quick video back via direct message. If you don't feel camera ready, it's fine. I understand. I'm not camera ready most of the time now because I'm living my best life on the sofa. But yeah. in that case, use the voice memo feature on Instagram. You can send up to 60 seconds of voice memos and you can send multiple voice messages to someone. So I love using that feature. And one of the last ways you can do it is just by resharing someone's content 
on your own feed. Mm. And this is something that a lot of people overlook, but it's a really great way. Now I want to, you need to have a little context with it. If you're going to reshare what someone else has posted, I recommend you put a little bit of text on the screen, thank them for tagging you, mentioning you, whatever it may be, mention them in the share of their post on your story. But that's a really great way that you can do this. Um, just as a personal example, right now this week, I, I just launched my podcast that you mentioned in my intro this mm. week. Oh, cool. And we've been hosting a really fun Instagram giveaway all week for folks that, you know, subscribe, rate, review, and then share on Insta stories. And then my team and I were resharing all those stories. We're messaging everyone back. We're thanking them for listening. We're asking them what their favorite episode was so we can get some information and data to plan future content. And just those direct message conversations and those direct message conversations or connections with my community, those are golden on Instagram. So at the end of the day, just talk to your people. <laughs> Remember that they're right. real people and have conversations with them. Thank them for sharing. And then think of other creative ways you can use this new feature. Those are some awesome examples. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. Yeah, you're welcome. So in addition to these new uh, small support, small business stickers, they've also rolled out. Facebook and Instagram has also rolled out a lot of in-app resources for businesses that are struggling to stay informed or stay afloat or, you know, just promote themselves during this time. Right. And so one of these is a new business resource hub, which can be found directly within uh, business profiles. Now, there's been a lot of support for small local businesses lately and not just in the general spirit of community and coming together and goodwill. But these platforms, Facebook and Instagram, have been putting a lot of technology and support, especially in the last couple of weeks, behind supporting small businesses, right? Everything from small business loans to grants and grants, the ability to issue digital gift cards, tools to communicate temporary changes to your business hours and such. And, you know, I don't mention this to suggest that it's not warranted or needed or even right. appreciated, but it is incredibly overwhelming and it totally is, right? Totally everything totally needed and it's a lot, but how can businesses, and I hate to phrase it this way, but take advantage of the goodwill being generated for small businesses right now, at least strategically? Yeah, I think it's getting really clear on what your business needs the most right now. And uh, the way I was really helping my clients a few months ago and all this started, which y'all, can you believe it's been... <laughs> few months. I can't believe. Right. Anyway, that's another story. Um, whenever this all started, I was really helping my clients think about short-term, medium-term, or intermediate-term, and long-term approaches, what they needed to focus on. So look, a lot of businesses right now, you know, they figured out how to navigate this over the past eight to 10 weeks. So they've kind of gotten whatever system works for them. They're closed, or they're open with a modified type of schedule, or they're doing delivery, they're doing shipping, they're doing curbside, whatever it may be. They figured out a way to sustain I think the option now is to start to think about what the next maybe eight weeks are going to look like. And then eight weeks after that, what will it look like for you then? And that's where you can start looking at what resources to take advantage of. You know, if you're still looking for funding, then dive into some of these grant programs and look at what's available. But if you found a way to stabilize in the revenue department, maybe it's time instead to look at your next promotion, your next offer, the next sell, the next launch you're going to have as a business and start getting your people ready for that. You know, businesses are still selling every single day. Online businesses in particular are still launching digital products every single day and are doing incredibly well right now in serving their communities. So I think it's just looking at what's next and looking at what you need, particularly in terms of resources. 
you know, I think a lot of times platforms, communities, organizations, and I'm guilty of this. I think we may all be guilty of this. We just kind of create a ton of content, hoping it helps someone or anyone, but there may not always be the necessarily thought that goes into how that content will exactly help someone. So focus on what you need to do in your business. Look for the resources you need to help you get there. But the most important thing, and this has been the most important thing since the beginning, is do not go radio silent. Mm. Keep posting, keep creating, keep sharing with your community because your people want to hear from you. Your customers, they want to give you money. They want you to stay in business. They want you to make this just as much as you do. And the worst thing you can do is to stop emailing, to stop posting, to stop sharing, to stop creating content. And if you've made it the past few months without sharing or connecting with your, your community and your customers... I mean, do it now, this weekend, next week. Right. Like, let's get back on the horse. Let's start creating and sharing again because your people definitely want to hear from you. That's great advice, right. Tyler. So, Tyler, you know, you mentioned you have the your new podcast, which congratulations, yeah. that's awesome. Thank the you. online biz, business show. But where can uh, people find out if they want to learn more about you? I think we have your website we can uh, direct them to, but where are some other places? Yeah. So tylerjmccall.com is where you'll find me online. You'll find the podcast there as well. The best place to connect with me where I hang out all the time is on Instagram, of course, at tylerjmccall. So come on over, send me a direct message. Let me know that you tuned in today. Let me know if you have any questions from what we talked about today. I'd love to connect with you there. And you also have a Facebook group too, right? That um, I do. Okay. So I'm going to pull that up too. So make sure you go check out this. Uh, it's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Tyler's group. That's, That's a nice mean. thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is our group called Post to Profit. It's all about Instagram marketing strategy. So uh, my team and I are in there every single day of the week, creating content and sharing uh, different ways to approach Instagram, really for online businesses and digital entrepreneurs. So if you're selling your knowledge, your skills, your products, your expertise on the internet, we can help you do that on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thanks, Tyler, so much for all your advice and all, you yeah. know, especially all your business advice for people, you know, small businesses. So very, very applicable today. So thanks, Tyler. We'll talk to you yeah, later. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right. Bye. Bye, Tyler. Well, to his point, my online shopping has not stopped. stopped. Yeah, it's still going on. I know, Grace. You told me all your purchases. You've got shelves, all sorts of things. (laughs) It's nuts. So uh, we're going to do some other quick news right before we wrap up the show. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us for so long. And we're going to, it's really interesting. So once again, we've been talking about small and local businesses. Facebook has rolled out some new resources for that. In addition to all these updates to Instagram, Facebook has also rolled out new resources for small and local businesses in its flagship product, including a dedicated inbox for the Messenger app, a promotion around a new hashtag uh, called support small businesses, and a, a lot more. So you can go now and look at businesses that are nearby so you can go support them. Tons of cool stuff. There, Grace kind of mentioned earlier, there's a shutdown related information, hours, business tools, best practices. Um, they've got all this stuff that's rolling out. So make sure to go to our Saturday wrap up that Grace always put together. Get all these links, get all the resources that Facebook has put together for small businesses and check that out. Absolutely. Facebook also, a few weeks ago, we talked about Messenger Rooms, right? So that is their new Zoom killer, quote unquote, that allows up to 50 people, uh, video participants into one Messenger call. But there was one catch. They rolled out to personal profiles, groups and events this past week, kind of quietly, right? Which means that both group admins and members will be able to create dedicated rooms within their group's composer, and they'll be able to host video chats of 
of up to, again, 50 people at a time. Mm-hmm. So this past week, a friend to the company, friend to the show, Mari Smith, awesome. actually wrote to us and informed us that admins and moderators will have to decide if they are okay with their group members creating rooms. So they do have the ability to one, allow whether or not they are, will allow um, messenger rooms Mm -hmm. to even be an option within their group. And then they also have to say whether or not it is an admin only privilege or anyone in the group. So as of right now, the default is yes to rooms and yes to everyone. Yeah, so so if that- double check those if you don't <laughs> want them, or you may have a lot of talking going on. Or past events, I think. So I did not realize until this morning, I saw it in another article that it actually rolled out to events. I've only seen it in groups and on my own personal profile. Right. I haven't actually uh, been invited to a room yet, but that's okay. It's okay. Um, I'll invite you, Grace. It'll okay. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Well, this is kind of our own room. So, you know, that's right. fine. That's right. But uh, <laughs> I don't need any more camera time. Thank you. But um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, if um, having everyone create messenger rooms within your group does not fit within your business plan, then I suggest that you go into your settings and figure that out. Yeah. It's really (laughs) weird that the default is to set to everybody. That's a little bit too much uh, openness for, I think a lot of people. So yeah, make sure you go check that out. It just seems a little strange that Facebook would do that. So the last bit of news is Facebook published new research into evolving video consumption habits. Yes, we are all watching more video now. Uh, Facebook provides more insight into exactly what those watch viewers are looking for and how brands can connect with them through video ads and some content. So the stats come from October 2019 survey of 3,000 people in the United States, uh, which indicated they viewed publisher videos on Facebook once a week or more to better understand viewing behavior. So Facebook specifically examined videos natively uploaded by creators, not shared by individuals or, or live video. So this is uploaded video for creators. And they saw 94% of respondents indicated that they share it. 81% of respondents who view video content are looking to connect with others who share the same interests. So very, very cool stats. Once again, Grace will put this all together so you can go actually dive into the report on our Saturday wrap-up show, uh, wrap-up article on socialmediaexaminer.com. In fact, you can go find that anytime you want to at uh, socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. Make sure you go check that out for all these details. Grace, like I said, does a great job of putting this all together, all really easy to digest. Everything is on the Social Media Marketing Talk Show Recap. It publishes on Saturdays at Social Media Examiner at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. Don't forget also to subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. Tell us how great Tyler and Michaela was today. Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. New episodes publish every Saturday. Once again, we would love for you to leave a review. And our next show is on Friday, May 22nd, 2020 at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can actually go and sign up to get information about our show, when it is, all the times at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. That's socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. What a great show, Grace. This was a It lot was of fun. fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Jeff, for being a fantastic host, as you always are every week. And thank you to our audience for joining us. And a special thank you to Michaela and to Tyler. That's Michaela Alexis and Tyler J. McCall for joining us on the show and for giving us tons of great insights for our daily social media marketing consumption. <laughs> Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching and we will see you next time. Bye now. Have a great weekend. Bye everyone.
The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.